Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we review the Purple Rain Deluxe Edition and do a track-by-track review of the unreleased vault material. And now, he loves all his enemies. Dr. Funkenberry. Welcome everyone to the Dr. Funk Podcast. <laughs> it's the Purple Rain Special Edition Review, Purple Rain Deluxe Review. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher and for telling everyone about us, donating through the PayPal link or through the website. Thank you so much. Chris, what's up, man? What up, Doc? How's it going, man? All right. Now, we're going to dive into this. One of the main things about this is I, I was able to listen to this for about a week or so. This is kind of like your first time hearing all this. It is. We we went today and uh, I, I got my copy. Lucky enough, I was able to get an advanced copy. So this is my first time listening right. to any of the tracks. And so... Tell, tell everybody, what are we going to do? We're not going to go through the whole deluxe set, right? Right. We're just, we are going to give like a little mini review of the original Purple Rain and that remaster. We're really going to do a track by track analysis of disc two from uh, the Purple yep. Rain deluxe set that has the vault tracks and everything else. So the Purple Rain remaster, the first nine tracks is something that Prince was working on at Paisley Park 2014 and 2015. It does list it as the 2015 master from Paisley engineered by Joshua Welton. Now you are getting the regular Let's Go Crazy, the regular Take Me With You, regular Beautiful Ones, uh, Computer Blue is just a regular album version on this one, Darling Nikki, When Doves Cry, Baby, I'm a star. Well, I would die for you before Baby, I'm a star and then Purple Rain. So you're not getting the full 12-inch or dance mix version of Let's Go Crazy. That is on disc three. Now, track two, Take Me With You, there is a longer extended version of this existing, but it's not on this. It's just a regular album one. Same with the beautiful and the masterpiece, the beautiful ones where you don't have the extra verse where he's like, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, where he's screaming it more so than when he's singing it before he goes into stuff. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. I I kind of fault Prince for kind of spoiling us with the 12-inch singles because we know that there, and we've heard that there are these longer versions available out there of a lot of these songs, but they're not on the they're not on the set, right? So, right. Ah. Uh, And the Beautiful Ones is kind of existing in some really great quality now, at least the extended version. Well, at least we get one of them, right? Right. We're going to be going over it, but Computer Computer Blue, Blue, that's kind of a gem, so I'm happy about that. Not on this set, but yeah, the regular version that goes into Darling Nikki. But what everyone has wanted forever, more so than the Beautiful Ones, is the long version of Computer Blue. Yeah. So you get the regular Computer Blue, you get Darling Nikki... You get When Doves Cry. Uh, it's just the sound sounds amazing on When Doves Cry and all the stuff, the entire set. Then you get I Would Die For You, Baby on Star and Purple Rain. Amazing sound. It is remastered, and it's something that Prince worked on. Now, keep in That's mind. That's really cool. You were only supposed to get these nine tracks. 
Yeah. You weren't so, supposed to get the extra stuff. So Prince is always a forward looking or forward thinking singer. He never wanted to go back. So why right. why now? Why this? What what made him decide that he was gonna work on something so far in the past? Because it was with the agreement with Warner Brothers to get the masters back in 2014. Ah, okay. They wanted the remaster, and it was supposed to be out later that year. But Prince uh, turned in Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum with Third Eye Girl. <laughs> and uh, then Warner Brothers said, we'll take Artificial Age and the Purple Rain remaster. And Prince is like, no, you're going to take Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum. And then after you release that, I'll give you Purple Rain. <laughs> so he big-timed him. That's how Prince is. So they had no choice. They wanted the Purple Rain remaster. He's holding it for hostage. Puts out these two discs. And he does turn in the Purple Rain remaster, but just the nine tracks. They're hoping for Sex Shooter, The Bird, Jungle Love, Modern Air. Extra outtakes, 12-inch versions. Nope. So we get the nine tracks. Just track. nine tracks. So Warner Cleaned Brothers up. had it. They didn't want to release it Yeah. while he was here. That's what was going on. Now, if he was here, if this was ever going to see the light of day, you may have only gotten the nine tracks. You wouldn't have got disc two with the rarities and disc three with the seven inches. And then the DVD release of the Syracuse 1985 show. Now, let's be real here. When this was announced earlier this year, it was supposed to be... A three-disc set, two-DVD set, the right. Purple Ring Remaster, two albums worth, two CDs worth of unreleased material, and those two DVDs, which we didn't know, but we always assumed it would be Syracuse and the 8383 First Avenue show. It's not what we got. Nope. But That's we okay. got some stuff, and disc two kind of makes up for that. So we're going to delve really into excited. that right now. Yeah, I'm excited because... Uh, I've never heard any of, of, well, I haven't heard Disc 2 yet. There's some songs I'm familiar with, but I'm really mm-hmm. excited to hear what they sound like in the quality. And, you know, I've, a lot of these I haven't heard, um, yeah, the clean quality. So I'm now, excited. Now, wh- what do you think of the booklet and everything? I love the booklet. Um, I like the the liner notes, the extra liner notes. But I really like that they put, just like the old record sleeve had the lyrics, they re um, they uh, recreated it in right. the same exact way it was on the LP. So that's kind of cool. And you like the silver foil and all that stuff? Yeah, I think I love the fact that the cover, it's it's the same album cover as the original. Um, and all they've changed was that the background right. with the, uh, the mirrored silver. So you still get the same vibe, but um, it's just a little different. And I think I'm glad that they kept it the same like that. That's really cool. Now, here we go. We're going to kick it off with Disc 2 doing track by track. If you want to join in on us, you can stop, pause, listen to the song, and come back to see what we think and see if it's kind of what you were thinking about the track. Yeah, this is interactive. This is going to be fun. We've never done anything like this. So we're going to all do this together. Hopefully, maybe you haven't listened to the second disc yet. You can listen to this and listen, go back and forth like we are. Right. We'll all listen and uh, think about what what we think of the new tracks together and here it is the first one off of disc two of the purple rain deluxe the dance electric yeah and we'll be right back for those pausing if not we'll be right here going (laughs) right into it you better love each other 
better love each other. <laughs> now you know why I do podcasts. I'm not singing. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first track on disc two. What a way to come out. Okay. 11 plus minutes of funk. Damn. All right. Full disclosure. I've never been a huge fan of this song. I've never loved Dance Electric. Yeah, it's been on. We've been at, we've been at parties. We've danced to it. Um, I found it a little monotonous sometimes. And so it just kind of goes and goes. Um, this version, the vocals are just amazing. This is a different vocal than I've heard on any version before, even an outtake with Prince. It's just so live. I just, I love it. I love the inflection he puts in and stuff. So I'm digging this. I, be yeah. I believe on one of the work sets, there was this version of it, but it was really staticky and hard to hear. Not um, mixed this well. one's very clean. Yeah. Yeah. After the seven minute mark, you kind of, you're winning at least a little bit more in it. He does a little bit of a shout out to the revolution, which kind of makes this a, a revolution purple rain track officially, even though it ended up going to Andre Simone. Now you were there at Jimmy Kimmel when he performed it, right? Yeah. Did yeah. You that like was when he did it live. Such a surprise. Yeah, I did. I just thought it was a trip cause I just, that was out of the blue, but, um, yeah, it's interesting that um, this is on the set, and you just talked to to Andre about it. So, right. um, kind of uh, coming up, you guys, the listeners, you guys will be able to hear the Doc's interview with Andre Simone, and he even, I think, he plays a little bit of the song too. Yes, and the song still is so on point right now. You know, dance to dance, electric. It's almost time to go because sometimes these days, with everyone that we're losing, things going on in the world kind of feels like it is almost time to go you know, i know it was like we got 13 more years now it's supposed to be uh you know counting down in 1999 but it turned into a different thing but it's a great way to kick off this set and you're hearing this in clear quality i'll be after print to 19 on my speaker some of these i put up to 16 so this is super clean now, this comes from Warner Brothers' vault, not Prince's personal vault at Paisley Park. But it is vault material, but it's the vault that Warner Brothers has of these tracks. Now, moving along. Oh, yeah. We're going to kick into the second song, which is a song I don't think you've... you And a lot of people haven't heard, Chris. No, I've Sex. never heard of this. Yeah, Love and Sex. I never heard of it. Um, I don't know if it's been out before, but this is the first time I am hearing it. So I'm really pumped. So we're all going to listen to it together for the first time. And here we go with Love and Sex. And go ahead, pause it. If not, we'll go right into the next review. We're not playing any of these tracks if you don't want to get in trouble. Right. So it makes it like an interactive show. <laughs> so here is Love and Sex by Prince. And that was Love and Sex. Come on, baby, hurt me. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. So... <laughs> Oh God. Um, wow. That was crazy. Um, this is definitely a purple rain track, right? It really has that sound. Um, I feel like a wine, like a wine taster. I have, um, I can taste <laughs> hints of possessed, um, some essence of irresistible bitch. You know, I could, I could hear this song playing perfectly live with possessed and irresistible bitch. Um, and I even hear if, if a lot of you have heard some of the Unreally songs, uh, the one song, All My Dreams, off the Dream Factory, it's kind of all in that same vein, that beat. Um, yeah, I love this. Man, 
Holy cow. Like about 18 seconds into it, maybe 16. I'm hearing a little bit of that bass. Kind of got that little bit of a let's work groove on there. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Awesome track. Just has everything in there. Has that revolution feel through and through. Love and Sex, which was one of the real rarities that a lot of people haven't heard isn't exactly circulating. Right. It's not, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, It's interesting that this one is... Produced, arranged, composed, and performed by Prince, which we all know and love back then. So right. it doesn't look like the revolution had anything to do with this one. So this may be the time in the show where people are going to go back and listen to this again, which is fine because I think some people have been looking forward for 30 years of the Computer Blue hallway speech oh, yeah. version. Oh, sorry. We're moving to number four. Okay, yeah. Oh. Or number three. Sorry. Number three. Number buddy. three, Computer Blue. Right. Electric Intercourse, you just love that song. You want to get to <laughs> I it can already. wait. I think I can wait. Yeah, let's listen to Computer Blue, The Hallway Computer Speech. Computer Blue, version. The Hallway Speech. 30 years people have been waiting for a super clean version of this. Here it goes. Prince and Revolution, Computer Blue. Where is my baby? <laughs> yeah. Man, okay. Finally. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is one of those legendary unreleased tracks. Um you know there there've been whole there've been whole bootlegs dedicated to this the, just this song and the different versions of this song but i think what was this like 11 plus minutes right you said um yes. man that's a lot of song but this is i don't get sick of this one this is a little 12 different minutes. 12, 12 minutes 12 minutes plus damn. um gosh great mix of i love that you can actually hear the the hallway speech clearly so you can really right. focus on what he's saying that's excellent. And you were talking about there was like even a bootleg that had all the different computer blue versions. Yeah, on the version. But you still didn't get all this into it. It was all broken yeah, up. Yeah, this is pieced. the one version you want. This is yes. the, this has got everything. And a lot of people, when they saw this, even though you didn't have the extra DVD or other things, they were like, take my money. Just right. take it. Yeah, I was computer excited blue, for that Computer blue, speech, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Now. And this one... Um, this one is interesting that it was, well, and I, I guess the original song is the same way, but mm-hmm. this one was not done all by Prince, but it was also composed by John L. Nelson, his dad, with Wendy and Lisa. Right. That's pretty cool. Little of the breakdown part of Father's Song. Yeah. So you have that in the mix with it. Now, Computer Blue is the only song that was on the Purple Rain soundtrack. This is a longer version. Father's Song, to me, doesn't count because it's in the middle of Right. of this although it is in the movie it's on the soundtrack another thing you get with disc three is you get the long version of god which was in the movie and only on the 12 inch before and a lot of people like that scene and prince getting on with apollonian and he's kissing her like he knows how to kiss unlike <laughs> in the other in the movie or in under the cherry moon it looks like he's sucking her face like it's a taco <laughs> oh, <laughs> i hope i didn't ruin tacos for you Listen, tacos are really yummy. <laughs> Especially if you're dating a Latina that can cook, I'm sure, wow. Chris. There you go. That's all you, buddy. <laughs> so okay, here we go so with that. Is it time for track four? It, your favorite, or at one time was your favorite. This is Electric and of course, studio version. They make sure to put studio on there. Thank Why do you, you. think that is, Chris? Because <laughs> they didn't want to get uh, letters of complaint from from producers of podcasts that hold the live version in the highest regard, maybe? I don't know. And bragging to people about how great it is and it's better <laughs> than the beautiful ones. You know, I, okay, 
let's play the song and we'll come back and I'll tell you a funny story about how this studio version has changed my life. <laughs> Here we go with Electric Intercourse studio version, which was uh, replaced by the beautiful ones on the Purple Rain soundtrack. Don't you want to have a, the live version instead of the <laughs> studio yeah, version? Right. That was Electric Intercourse <laughs> studio version. So, Chris, uh, okay. I know that you know, mm. we kind of talked about this before, before, you know, they're putting the full review here of it. Yeah. Thoughts? Okay. Oh, you're going to make me review it again. Well, yes. all right. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know how many years ago. It's probably 20 years ago now. Uh, Showing you a I, uh, shapely. <laughs> I heard the, <laughs> the live version of Electric Intercourse, and it blew my mind, and I was convinced that Prince's best work was in the vault after hearing Electric Intercourse live from First Avenue that was, you know, on a bootleg. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. He, he left the best songs off of Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I was always confounded why he would leave that on the floor and use the beautiful ones. Then we hear the studio version. <laughs> okay, personally to me, I don't, I think the emotion of it is in the vein of the beautiful ones, and that's why I love the live version so much. To me, the the studio version, it's very mechanical. The limb drum machine is awesome. I know people love this song, this version, because of the limb drum machine. It doesn't have the same emotion to me as the live version. And that's what kills me. It's cold. Yeah. So I just don't think that emotion transferred to the live version or to the studio version. I don't think that was his intent. I think he sees the studio version as this studio version. And to him, this is the perfect version he wanted. He sings it different live. That's cool. I just, it's, it's hard to hear that live version for so long. Then you hear this and to not feel crushed. I wanted a clean live version. And we would have arguments when we'd be like in hotel rooms at different cities. Um, like you can't, replace electric intercourse with the beautiful ones be like yeah you can i'd be like no you can't the beautiful <laughs> ones has to stay and you're like D-d-d-d, it's far superior and then you hear the studio version and game over <laughs> the right decision right that decision. prince made the beautiful yeah. ones so well, the story there. i wanted that i teased before we listened to the song was right. it's it's become like a like you know remember back in the 80s they had the coke versus pepsi taste test right um me and my girlfriend have started to interview people because we don't think we're crazy. We're not crazy. We've started, okay, people that aren't even people. Yeah, in, people Do that you have, just like walk up on the street, listen to this. Yeah, I want you to listen to this song. Now listen to this song. What do you think? No, we. If you get in our cars, you're in trouble because you're going to hear two versions of this song. And it's funny because most people, they like the live version. But I will say... An unnamed sister of my girlfriend actually heard both songs for unnamed. the first time. Unpronounced symbol. <laughs> and she liked the studio version. So, you know what? To, to people that don't know the live version, the studio version is great. They like it. So, hey, who am I to judge? <laughs> so, when you're, when you're getting in the car, in, in your lady's car, you're hearing either electric and, of course, the beautiful ones. Not like the first time I got into a car and heard Sam Hunt. <laughs> okay just just want to make yeah. sure no right. it's different functified yeah anyway now yeah. beautiful but, ones is coke 
electric intercourse is Pepsi. Yeah. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> now, the next track we're going to go to, um, electric intercourse, when the Purple Rain album went up, was the the song to get you to buy it. If you pre-ordered, you get electric intercourse first, which yeah. I think worked for you and worked for a bunch of people because you were expecting, oh, my God, it's the studio. It's going to, like, the live version, it's going to have that same effect. So you had the instant grat. And this, the next song, uh, Our Destiny slash Roadhouse Garden songs, kind of, was the second Instagrat, uh, where you got it. If you already ordered the album or you're going to order it now, yeah. you get Electric Intercourse and Our Destiny slash Roadhouse Garden. So we're going to dive right into that. Lisa Coleman on vocals for Our Destiny, Prince on Roadhouse Garden. And that was... Our Destiny slash Roadhouse Garden. Now, Roadhouse Garden, well, we're getting into it. What, what did you think of it, Chris? Oh, man. Okay, so we've heard this a few times <laughs> because we know that this was, like you just said, was an instant grat. So we got a little sneak peek of this one. Yes. And, man, I've played it a lot. That song's funky. I've had it. Um, this is a more recent bootleg. It hasn't been around for a long time, but... Um, it's funky, and this sounds great. Um, now, for those purple heads that are screaming at the podcast, because there is footage of him from the old warehouse oh, or whatnot. Oh, the 83, right? Yeah, no, the 80, rehearsal? The rehearsal where he's doing Roadhouse Garden, he does kind of like the Macarena. The funky dancing? Jeans. That's right. I forgot. So, <laughs> But on disc, I, I haven't, for some reason, I didn't right. have it on disc until a little more recently. Yeah, it is recent. Yeah, but um, one of the coolest things I thought was really neat is... Uh, if you listen close to the instrumental in the beginning of Our Destiny, you'll recognize that as the intro to the ladder from Around the World in a Day. And I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. Yeah, and all this, I don't know if it fits so much on Purple Rain, do you? I think. No, for sure. I thought it was a good idea to not include it. And like they were going to have the album for Roadhouse right. Garden. I Roadhouse think Garden was supposed that. to have its own album with Revolution and include the track Splash that Prince put in download in the early 2000s. I wonder if um, Roadhouse Garden would have been a better fit before Around the World in a Day came out. Because I know Around the World in a Day was not received well because it was so different from Purple Rain. Right. I wonder if you would have done that album with a lot of the tracks that are, that kind of, well, there's some of the tracks that are on here that I think would have fit great on there or might have actually been on a, some of the track listing for it. But man, it would have been nice to have maybe a little bit of buffer between Around the World in a Day and Purple Rain. Roadhouse Garden would have been perfect. I wonder if they're going to release, you know, Roadhouse Garden on its own, if there is a configuration of it with Splash and some other tracks. Wouldn't that be cool? Be interesting. I'm sure there's got to be a track list somewhere. Yeah. If it is not in his vault, maybe the Warner Brothers vault. So we'll see if this will get its own little release and... The Revolution, I don't know if this is a spoiler for you, but um, <clears throat> it's something that they have been performing on okay. the tour. I'm going to plug my ears. I'll just plug my ears. Go ahead. Talk. So the only reason I'm bringing la, la, this la, la, up la, 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 la. is oh, sorry. because, <laughs> you know, it, we're doing the Purple Rain album review and it is on there on it. But um, we'll see if it gets its own release. Now we're going to get to the next song. Oh, the one thing I wanted to add I thought was really uh -huh. interesting with the liner notes. Right. Um, I think this is the first time I've noticed that he actually had credited some uh, strings players, which is kind of cool. You don't normally see that. I know later 
he credited the Claire Fisher Orchestra to do a lot of his string arrangements, like for Parade and what, and after that. But um, it's kind of neat to see him crediting violin and viola players and cello players. So kind of cool. Right. <clears throat> the next song, Possessed, would be a staple on the Purple Rain tour. We're right get into that. A very, a very popular track. I think a lot of people know it if they've known the DVD or the DVD. If they knew the VHS from back in the day, live, Prince of the Revolution live, they know Possessed. And they're getting it with the DVD That's on right. this get the deluxe, set. Yeah, get the deluxe version. You get that DVD. I can't wait to watch it this weekend. Yes. Now here is Possessed by Prince. P-O-S-S-E-S-E-D. Oh, good God. Good God. That's what he's saying the live version. Good Good God. God. Okay. So at first listen, this is similar to Electric Intercourse, where, wow, the studio version is a lot different than the live version. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some reason, man, this is funky. I really like the studio version. Now, immediately, we all recognize the instrumental. Of right. the, um, from the from the movie, so this was I never even noticed that that was possessed. Yeah, through different scenes of the movie. Yeah, like in the club scenes, I remember it a lot with mm. Morris. You know, or just talking, it'd be in the background, and I never noticed that it was uh, possessed. So that's that right there has that familiarity that makes it cool. But man, it's funky. I really dig it. Yeah, I'm happy. So this is one of those times where it's different from the live version, but at least the live version, it's funky on its own. Something's controlling my body, baby. Something's controlling my box. Yeah, it's it's funky and it goes on. It gives you that groove, especially if you're in the middle of doing things to that song and kind of hear like a little vibration sound, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, someone turned on a, a blender or something in the middle of that there. Maybe they were recording in the valley too, and that's how air conditioner sounded back <laughs> yeah. in the 80s. We have the air conditioner going on here if you're hearing a little bit of background noise because it's almost close to midnight here and it's 85 degrees. Yeah. So we're sorry for the sound quality, but trust me, we need it. Yeah. We'd be too funky and then this podcast wouldn't even be 20 minutes long. It'd be like, Jay, stop. It's hot. Hot in this mug. And it isn't the funk of the Purple Rain. You know what's cool is Uh that I'm noticing in the liner notes that this was recorded in um, May of 83, but this right. was at the uh, Kiowa Trail home, the one that his dad lived in, right? Right. The, the purple house that was infamous, that the gate is actually still there. And in my last trip to Minneapolis, got to go back there. So that was really cool. Now, I'm curious. What's the date of Our Destiny slash Roadhouse Garden, the track before this? Oh, yeah. I forgot. We forgot to mention that. Really interesting, right? Right. So going back to Our Destiny in Roadhouse Garden, the basic track is reco- was recorded live at First Avenue on June 7th, 1984. So how cool is that? Kind of before Purple Rain was released, but already turned in. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So it was a birthday. So he played on his birthday. Uh. At First Avenue, but it was after. Hmm. When did Purple Rain come out? Uh, June 25th. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so was this really a Purple Rain outtake? Well, it's a live version. 
not the studio. True. So who's to say? Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, They're having a little bit of liberty. Yeah, let's but be honest, the but. fact that he played it on the tour, that's kind of cool. Right. Now, now I know why it wasn't on the album. But the studio version had instrumentation in the movie. Right. So what came first? <laughs> right? Possessed. Interesting, huh? Right. Okay. Now let's get into the next one. Oh, yeah. You know, Wonderful Ass, which is another... Thank you, Doc. But can we please get back to the track list? <clears throat> no, they're never going to sing Wonderful Ass about me. <laughs> now let's get into something here. Um, let's go back because we're dealing with the Purple Rain soundtrack of The Beautiful Ones. Prince told me, because I'd always mention whenever the beautiful ones came up, you know, that the song was inspired by Susanna. <clears throat> I got a text from him one time, forwarded by the manager, after the second or third time where I mentioned it on my website, that Susanna, the beautiful ones, he goes, would you please tell Doc to stop saying that the beautiful ones was written about Susanna Melvoin? In fact, no song was ever written about Susanna. Now, me, being the punk that I am, and me and Prince had this relationship to where I could kind of say stuff like that, my response was, okay, so no songs were written about Susanna. Explain to me who and the inspiration is for Susanna's pajamas then <laughs> on the family disc, <laughs> if it isn't it. her. No right. response back. Right. But I changed my post, <laughs> and he kept saying so much. The Beautiful Ones is not about Susanna. And we know that it is because we've heard this story before. <clears throat> Electric Intercourse, which is on disc two that we just reviewed, you know, was supposed to be in it. Blame Susanna for the change of it. Although in the movie, there is Morris going after Apollonia and Do You Want Him? Do You Want Me? fits perfectly into the movie. Right. He met Susanna during when Purple Rain was being filmed and whatnot. It was a story that I remember of it. She had a boyfriend, and she talked about this at the Grammy Museum when Prince was uh, coming to visit her and Wendy in the valley, probably not during the summertime when it was gross, and he slept on their couch, and they would let his let their cats out, and the cats would not let Prince sleep, and he'd be like, Susanna, Wendy. <laughs> and they, w they would just laugh and <laughs> no stay out there and knowing that it was messing with them. Oh, but. Wow. She had a boyfriend at the time, and from what I remember is that regardless of what Prince said, there was some inspiration taken from it because he always had a thing for Wendy. Like Condition of the Heart kind of mentions that, how we're supposed to know there would be someone that looked like you and did the same things that you do. Oh, and wow. she was available. So you get into all that. So Beautiful Ones, Electric Intercourse, and the reason this incorporates Wonderful Ass, a lot of people think that Wonderful Ass was inspired by Vanity. When I first heard it and I had liner notes, the bootleg that was on Chocolate Box or whatnot, or another Dream Factory configuration, the time that was recorded was when he was with Susanna. And if you see the Girls and Boys video, <laughs> Susanna got, got the booty back then. Like The European booty back then was without implants, was the original Kardashian booty. Good it Lord. was all real. Okay. European woman had the big booties. So here we go with Wonderful Ass. And we know this song is about me, but apparently it's about Susanna's booty and Prince's booty. He had the cutest ass she ever seen. She had the cutest ass he ever did see. He did too. They were meant to be. Here's Wonderful Ass. Alleviate, mediate, we all rotate. 
Now it's interesting because this was circulating. I know it's a little bit of a take on Bob Dylan's song from the 60s where he put out the boards and everything. But this bootleg version of Wonderful Ass that was circulating, not in this great quality. But when you listen to NXS's kick, you know, after I Need You Tonight, it goes into Mediate. And the Mediate follows the passage of this. I'm sure someone else can explain. I think I've heard the story of why I've done it. If anyone wants to tweet us when they're, if they agree with the reviews or leaving comments on the website or the Facebook fan page of what they think about the reviews, what we said and how they felt about the songs and their own reviews. How did In Excess get inspired to do Mediate? Was it from Wonderful Ass or some other place? But it's so amazing to have a version of this that's so clean. And you got Wendy on that chicken, chicken scratch, chicken grease playing yeah. that guitar. It's incredible. And this is one of my favorite favorite outtakes or unreleased songs that is no longer unreleased exactly um, this was i think was on uh the crystal ball right that like one of the first bootlegs i ever had right and i think had, it was on that right and yeah. it would have been on dream factory yeah show, but yes. so um i've known this song for for over 20 years but man that is clean and I, i'm just glad that it saw the light of day it's awesome because i love this song now we're going to go into a song that i don't feel exactly fits into this project but it was released on this set nonetheless speaking of cats from the previous story <laughs> this one is hey, kitty, kitty. entitled velvet kitty cat by prince and who's it credited to in the booklet chris um it's all prince produced arranged composed and performed by prince at sunset sound in hollywood and here we go with velvet kitty cat and that was Velvet Kitty Cat, a song that I feel just doesn't fit in with it. Does it give when, when year it was recorded, Chris? Yeah, it was recorded in April of 83, so fairly early on. You know Weird. what song that I like that's kind of like in the past year, it's an uncirculating song, kind of like it has a reggae feel to it, like if it makes you happy? Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. that's I like that. I love it if it makes you happy. I yeah, this is weird. It doesn't. So all of these songs up until now have had that real driving Purple Rain beat mm -hmm. that kind of really, you know, keeps it going, keeps your head bobbing, you know, real road trip music, you know, where you can just go and go. This one is so quirky. I think quirky is the word. It's just it's different. You know, maybe he just wanted to be funky a little, little more new wave ish. I don't know, but. Ah, it sticks out like a sore thumb swing and a miss kind of like i don't know i just hear a little bit with the keyboard stuff it kind of has a little bit of ronnie talk to russia thing at the beginning dun, 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 yeah dun, dun. you know now let's just get to katrina's paper dolls right. and in like 2000 2001 maybe a little bit before then i was hearing about that there was going to be an album entitled katrina's paper dolls and it was a track that was from the vault now with this one, when does it say that the track was recorded? So this one was um, one of the only ones I see here that was recorded in Chicago. Hmm. This was recorded in March of 83. And this is interesting. Produced, arranged, composed, and performed by Prince like we're used to hearing. But this one is the only one that's also engineered by Prince. Huh. So even back then, maybe he must have been on the road. Obviously, he was in Chicago for right. some reason. And he just felt the need to get this thing done. So 
He felt the need. This is the need another this one done. of those songs I have never heard. So I'm really excited to to hear this. So fits in a little bit better than yeah, Velvet cool. Kitty Cat. I can't Cat, wait to hear it. Let's go. Here we go to Katrina's Paper Dolls. And that was Katrina's Paper Dolls. How did it sound to you, Chris? Okay, so um, I'll be honest. This is another head scratcher. Very, very stripped down, demo-ish kind of sounding. Um, very different from the first seven tracks, which were very finished, polished, a lot going on. This, just like the previous track, very stripped down. Doesn't seem like it really fits, right? Kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, weird. I mean, it's fun to listen to, and I'm sure it's kind of nice, but I don't know. It didn't blow my mind. I don't know, maybe the listeners have a different take on it, but hotness. <laughs> maybe that's what take they'll have on it. Yeah. Now let's get into there's been different variations of this song that ended up getting released on the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack, but this is somewhat different. This is we can it says F U C K, but it still sounds like we can funk to me in certain parts. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm really pumped about this. All right, let's listen to it. Let's see how pumped you are afterwards. We go ahead and you guys pause on your end. Give we can funk a, a little pause for the cause. You can stop the pace. You can suck some face. Good lord, here's we can <laughs> funk. God, we can funk. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh my Funky? god. Okay, we're back. I'm glad. So, all right. We took a little bit of a break with the last two tracks, but we can funk. I'll just call it we can funk. Um, but it's so nasty that we you have fun. to put the asterisks uh, on the on the two, the U and the N. But damn, okay. I wasn't sure if this was going to be similar to what was released or very different. So I was really not expecting anything. But that is a very funky beat, you know. There's a lot of things that you're used to hearing, the horns and stuff that we're used to the release version. There's not there. But, man, that bass, that beat is funky. But I do need to, I need to point out one thing. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So remember back in 1995 when the Gold Experience came out and one of my favorite songs, Endorphin Machine, was released finally? But some fool decided that it needed a cowbell track right on top of all of that funk and rock. What the hell are those finger cymbals doing on that funky beat? They don't need to be there. Long before my day. Long before my day. But damn. I just wonder if he was blind, if he would have taken the cymbals out. Kind of like someone clapping on the one and three instead of the two and uh. four. But... I'm gonna. I'm, I'll just turn the treble down, but damn, that is a funky song. It's a really good song. I love this song. I I love this song anyway. I'd say it might be one of my top twenty songs. It's a really, really good song at two o'clock, two thirty in the morning on a Friday night to get it on to. Trust me on that. Really good song. Really can't look me in the eye like that when you say that, bro. Sorry. <laughs> For those We're getting a little loopy. <laughs> it's really, this is so fun, though. Really good. And it's all. We're almost done. To. Bummer. Before we get to just three and a little story. But yes, here we go. 
with Father oh, Song. Sorry, I forgot to mention the liner notes. It's something that stuck out. Uh-huh. You'll notice if you guys are looking at your liner notes too. The interesting thing about Wink and Funk was recorded New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty-three. Mm-hmm. So he started out. He started out nineteen eighty-four with Wink and Funk. That's kind of cool. Wink and Funk. So the year of Purple Rain, he was playing Wink and Funk in the studio as the year rolled in. I just thought that's cool. Yes. Now, here we okay. go with Father's Song, which we know was featured in the Purple Rain movie. And people always wanted a longer version of that on piano, yeah. including the way how he played Purple Rain on piano towards the end of the film. So now you are finally getting that. Now, here it is. This is the last Instant Grat song that came out Father's Day weekend, less than a week before. On Father's the Day. came out. Right. Father's Day. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And I got to listen to this for the first time on Father's Day with my girls in the car. Oh, you listen. And you, you know what the co- crying. Well, I have a story. I'll let's listen to the song. On the flip side, and after then- <laughs> people pause it and listen to it, we're gonna be in a so, story. You're listening to Q F U N K. So everyone listen to the song and come back, unpause, and we'll we'll talk about it together. Ah, okay. <laughs> you trying to get me, Doc? Um, yeah, uh, this was obviously an emotional part in the movie. This is absolutely gorgeous. I, I I love the song before, but the studio version, even you know, with the little beginning, I love how they started recording and he got, we got a little bit of his of him talking and laughing. Um, it just kind of set it up perfectly. But um, Oof, wow, emotions, man, and perfect Great clarity. Piece. John L. Nelson. What other notes does it say on the booklet about Father Song? Father, oh, so this one was. This is one of the other cool things too. So, it was recorded on uh, in November of '83 at the Kiowa Trail House in Chanhassen. So it was kind of cool to be just there. Uh, just uh, gosh, it's been a week ago now. And I and we and we visited the house, and took pictures at the gate. The gate's still there. The house is gone, unfortunately, but the gate's still there with the heart or the yeah the heart symbol and the peace sign. But um, it was interesting when I listened to this um, on Sunday on Father's Day with my little girls in the car. It was cool. My 13 year old, she goes, "Oh yeah, that's from Computer Blue," and I was just it just made me feel so proud. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you wave the wild high, wild sign high? On That's that right, one? I did. You know, you got to teach the babies, and that just made me proud. It's like, okay, I'm doing something right when she noticed that. It's nice. It's a nice song to get a head rub too, but the KLF just chills you out. Great song. So disc three, overall disc two, Amazing. I am so happy. That right. is. I'm, they did a great job. You get the remaster on disc one of everything, then yep. disc two. Super yep. happy. Super so right happy. now it's getting around close to five stars from you. Oh, I'm I'm stoked. You know, I mean, of course, of the super uber fan in me, the hashtag Prince nerd in me is you know could nitpick, but nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Now let's get into disc three. We're just gonna discuss some stuff from that. Yeah, like oh, when doves cry. First of all, the one thing. 
sorry, before we get into it, I just got to let everybody know I'm painting a picture here for the audience. One of the perfect picture. (laughs) One of the coolest things is we're sitting in your living room and right over the doc's shoulder is a framed movie poster of Purple Rain. And I just think it's so apropos that we're talking about this now. And there it is from back in the day. Not just any. This is one of the ones that was given to the man's Chinese theater for the premiere of Purple Rain for them to have on the outside. They had two the, the, the two of these. This one wasn't used, but I found it years ago, maybe almost two decades ago. And I found it for a hundred bucks and I knew how rare it was and the measurements and immediately I had to go get it framed so it didn't get ruined. Wow. But it's, it's not gorgeous. folded. It's nope. one of the original ones. Framed it perfectly. Looks amazing. And it's huge. It's one of those movie poster size. It's not the size of a normal poster. It is the oversized, huge movie poster. And I helped you hang it, so I know how heavy that thing is, too. Ginormous (laughs) frame. Yeah. Worth it. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Now, disc disc three, three, when doves cry, seven-inch version. Now, you know, there's a little story of Albert... Magnolia, like, saying, like, th- this was one of the last songs that was recorded for, for Purple Rain that made the album. Right. Albert Magnolia says, oh, I need him to make a hit, and that's how I came up with this. More so, from what I hear, and Apollonia kind of shared, that he was in L.A., he was singing the song, he did need more songs for the soundtrack. Even though they had a bunch, he wanted one that would fill in between scenes. So he came up with the idea, when does cry at least the chorus... And needed something to do. He didn't have a recorder back then, whatever. He called Apollonia's answering machine and basically said, I'm going to come by to get this tape, you know, just going to sing into it. And basically came up with the chorus of When Doves Cry. Apollonia heard it, loved it. By the time Prince came to her house, she made a copy of the tape and then gave him... <laughs> Gave him the copy of her answer machine tape, but she's got a copy of the original version of When Doves Cry. So, Apollonia, if you're listening, um, we're going to be over soon to have a listening party. No. No? No? Okay. She can come and hang out this too. We we ain't coming to her. And this isn't like, I want the girl to come to me. I'm going to start in this town. It's You don't show up at a woman's house. Maybe in the 83, 84 you did. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd get tased. Yeah, no. Anyway. No. That's awesome. And so, you have... This three's cry. yeah. What so it's kind of cool because they actually include the B sides to all of seventeen days edit when there is now a longer version in existence, but we're just getting the edit on the seven inch of that. It would have been really great to have the seventeen days yeah. longer version. So is was there ever a quote unquote twelve inch version of seventeen days released? There wasn't, but there is an extended version that is out there that wasn't circulated or that wasn't right. released officially. That's even weird. Quest so, love. Westlow. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so, um, we get "Let's Go Crazy" in Erotic City, which wait, Erotic City probably the most famous B-side. quote unquote B side or yeah, it wasn't really kind of hard with Seventeen Days and She's Always in My Hair. Yeah, but yeah, the "Let's Go Crazy" seven inch version. Then they followed up with the "Let's Go Crazy" special dance mix, which is the version they use in the movie. Oh, cool. Then I you love get that version. The Erotic City, you get the seven inch version. Then you get Erotic City, the long version. There is a different alternate version of Erotic City that is circulating a really great sound quality, you know, uh, but that's not on this. So I want to ask you a question. Who, I know, I know my answer, but 
why put the seven inch versions on here? As I was told by someone that worked on the project when I said I was unhappy if, about it, said it's for the completest. This disc is for the completest. To quote somebody that, that is a, we hold in high regard in the record store industry, he said, no one's ever walked into a store saying, I got to have that seven inch version. <laughs> we just want the 12 inch, baby. We need right? seven inches or more. <laughs> you forgot to say that's what she said, right? Yeah. Jello. But anyway, okay. So you have the Rock City edit. I'll be skipping. I'm just going to say, tell you, I'm going to be skipping all of these seven-inch edit versions. No, you're not. You no? think you will. Well, you'll let it play just because Erotic City is still funky. You yeah, know? but when you got the 12-inch version. That follows it. Right. Then you have Purple Rain seven-inch version. You get basically the radio edit. <laughs> Interesting that they, yeah. Where's the 12-inch version of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's on disc one. <laughs> then if you get God, the seven inch B side with the vocals, God made you, God made me. Then you get the God, the love theme from Purple Rain, which is what we discussed earlier, where Prince is getting his freak on with apples and her apples. Yes. John King Kong, stop. Then you get another Lonely Christmas, which is a seven-inch B-side edit. But then at least you get the another Lonely Christmas extended version. Yeah. So you get your banana daiquiri drinking on. That is man, that track is phenomenal. I That's love that track. version. What's interesting though, why did they put the B-side before the A-side, like in the track listing? They decide why didn't they put "I Would Die for You" first, then another Lonely Christmas? Isn't that That's weird? Just how they did it. Because the, the other ones, they did it right. They did, okay, let's One Dove's Cry, 17 Days, Let's Go Crazy, Erotic City, right. Purple Rain, God. Another Lonely Christmas, I would die. You know why? I know why. Because they have I Would Die For You and then Baby, Baby I'm, I'm a star. star. What's interesting is, is remember the radio versions would have I Would Die For You slash Baby I'm a yeah. Star. Together, this Together, right. doesn't have it because you have I Would Die For You. Seven-inch single edit version, the I Would Die For You extended version, which is the 10-minute version isn't released the, on a CD single. Isn't ten minutes. The 10-minute version isn't the one with Baby I'm a Star? No, 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 no. Oh, I would, wow. That would be different. It would be like the edits. Yeah. I Would Die For You, this 10-minute version, is actually taken from a 30-minute existing version. 30 uh, minutes. Wow. If I Would Die For You, and they're just jamming on well, it with Sheila. I might have to listen to that then. Then uh, you would do have the Baby I'm a Star, but... The radio edit would have that the two tracks together. I would die for you would gel right in to Baby I'm a Star. So yeah, Baby I'm a Star seven inch edit. Then you have Take Me With You seven inch single edit, and that wraps up the set. Aside unless you get to the DVD. So. Okay, so yeah, that's really this is just. Uh, okay. Again, when we first heard this set. Supposed to be three-disc yeah. CD set, two-disc of it were going to be unreleased material. Or you thought, you know, previously, like, Sex Shooter 12-inch, throw in Blue Limousine, Jungle Love, The Bird, you know, maybe If the Kid Can't Make You Come, you know, Modern Air. Yeah. You know, a few instrumentals of Possessed or G-Spot. There's so much they could have chose from. Yeah. And we're just going to have to buy this set again in a couple years is how I look at it. Overall, so. digging it. Digging it. Now, 
it went from five stars. Does it go? I I give it four and a half. Yeah. Because one disc that just just it's got a couple things on there that are nice to have, but. Yeah. As you were saying, you're going to be forwarding a lot of the tracks. Yeah. So that's not well, that third sign. disc to me is we have it all. Um, right. I would have liked, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if they would have tracked them different, just give me all the 12 inch singles together. I would have played those over and over. Didn't you just a majority of these were on the Prince Forever set? Yeah. The seven inch version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the Prince Ultimate, didn't the Ultimate Collection have a lot of the. A lot of the extended mixes or dance. Let's mixes go crazy. Better. Special dance mix. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's so. I'm glad it's there. That's cool because I was when when I when I think about that era, I was buying the 12 inch singles, you know, right. so it's really cool that they're that they included a disc of that stuff. And then you get the three disc deluxe version, which is what we just reviewed. It has a 32 page booklet there. And then it also comes with a DVD. There's also a two cd version where you don't get the b-sides or the seven inches versions okay you get a 16 page booklet no dvd then you have the purple rain vinyl with the gray foil and it just has the nine tracks disc one and it comes with the 2015 paisley park remaster on it overseen by prince uh -huh. and also with the original 84 packaging that included the poster that was gonna be my question that's cool so yes we got the vinyl um, because, damn, that packaging is beautiful. I right. do love that silver. But I was going to ask you if it had a poster inside. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So if you get a second copy or, you know, whatnot, it'll be kind of cool to have that and whip yeah. it out. And it has the Warner Brothers logo on it and the MPG logo on the vinyl. Very cool. Same with the disc. And it is credited on the disc to Warner Brothers Records. And it also says MPG Records 2017. Now, on the limited edition picture disc, Ooh. Um, it has just the nine tracks as well. The sound is not the remastered version. Uh, okay. That is on the, the other vinyl. Uh, but it's a beautiful picture disc. Just has the Warner Brothers logo, but it does say Warner Brothers Records and then 1984 MPG Records under exclusive license to Warner Brothers Records. It's very, very, very beautiful. I love the picture but disc. Not for sound. If you want the sound, you got to buy the vinyl or you want to keep the post or whatever. Uh, maybe you have to buy two copies, but you're going to get the good sound on vinyl. Well, I'm pretty sure the picture disc is going to go on the wall mm -hmm. in a frame. <laughs> and the, the, the vinyl, the normal record, is going to go on my record player. Right. So I can watch it and listen to it. All its and remember, there is the 1080 gram version, which isn't the remaster, which was released a few years ago, which I think runs about $29.99. This one runs just under $22.99. But we're getting all this now. So exciting. Make sure to buy it. Let's give the estate our money. Right, support. And uh, so we can get more vault material and put this in the top five. And maybe number one in Warner Brothers has had very limited promotion of this. Um, you would have thought maybe they would have got the revolution to do our destiny slash roadhouse garden on Kimmel or something. Yeah. But maybe that'll happen because they're performing at the will turn this Friday when the album comes out and may, they're going to have a little bit of a break. Maybe they can do some little bit of promotion for it, but maybe. Warner's hasn't really promoted too much. 
I mean, through myself, yeah, I got a digital copy a few days ago. I was able to get the physical copy as well, living in L.A., so I'm very appreciative. Didn't post on social media because I would have just had too much crap coming my way. <laughs> so I just kept on the download and kept it to myself. Well, you guys, let us know what you think of the review. Again, you can leave comments on the website through uh, Facebook now to where you can log in, the Facebook fan page. You can tweet at us. Let us know what you think, if there's anything different. Maybe you really love Katrina's paper dolls or a velvet kitty cat. Hopefully uh, the stories that we threw in there made this more than just a review special for you, but we also hope that you loved review. Please remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher if you want to donate to keep the funk alive so we can keep trying to get the sound better and do other things. We appreciate it. Should be a PayPal link on the iTunes link that you originally got. And then on drfunkandmary.com. We always really appreciate it. You can always let us know if you send a donation if you want you know, your donation to be read out on the podcast itself. But until next time, and next time, unless something else changes, we're going to be having Andres. Oh, no. That's yes. Awesome. Yep. Till next time, y'all. Keep it funky. Get away from me.